Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it's Peggy and Manisi, your host of Sandra Loved One Send Us. We have a live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but the show is also worldwide and available on Skype. We're calling in at 1-347-838-9201. I have a question for you all. Do you believe when we die that we cease to exist? Do you believe that heaven is for real? Do you believe that our loved ones are always around us? Do you get signs like pennies or feathers? or butterflies, or rainbows. There's so many ways that our loved ones come through, and my show sets out to show you. Uh, We have many intuitive meetings on the show, and special guests, and we give readings, and hopefully bringing your loved ones through. So stay tuned for our guest tonight. Thank you. Hello, good evening. This is Peggy and Easy. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, the show's starting 20-some minutes late, having some technical issues. I don't know if we're going to be able to continue, but I'm just asking you, give me about five more minutes, and I'm going to see if we can go on. Okay, hold on, please.
Hello, I'm hoping everyone can hear me here. Um, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. I'm going to bring on my um, co-host to see if she can hear me, and then um, we're going to go from there. Um, okay, hold on, please. Hey. Marsha? Marcia. Yes, I'm here. Yes. I, oh, okay. Can you hear me on the show? Um, I can hear you on the phone, that's all. <laughs> oh, not on the show, though. Okay, hold oh, on. Have... Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm on the show. I called in. No, I know. I, I'm on the board, but for some reason they can't hear me. Can you hear me now on there? I can. On the show? Yes. I'm going to, sorry about this, people. Um, let me, give me a couple more minutes. Marsha, hold on. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to read my little script here, and then uh, we'll go back to the show. Thank you for bearing with me, and I'm going to go over to chat and let them know I'm on, okay? Sure. All right? Okay, hold on, please. Okay, um, tonight's show, it's, are, there, are there miracles, and have you ever thought you experienced one? I need one right now with this show. Okay, uh, my name is Peggy Minisi. I'm a best-selling author and a Christian woman. I'm also an intuitive medium. Uh, all faiths are welcome to my show. I lost many close to me, including two of my own children and their father, and they all send me so many signs. My show consists of stories of loved ones sending you signs, call in and ask questions, or just vent about what you're feeling because of the grieving the loss of a loved one, especially a child, as, like I said, I've lost two of my own and understand. Or if you want to discuss any of our archive shows and our guests, Marcia and I will be taking your calls at 347-838-3201. We talk about the signs our loved ones send us to understand the signs are real. We also do readings when spirit feels the need to communicate with you. We also play some great music. Um, so, anyhow, tonight's question. Do you believe in miracles? Tonight's show will be sharing stories of miracles in our lives. And like I said, I need one right now. And, wh- and why you believe that happened to you or those you know. I believe there's no coincidence and there's a reason we all go through things in life to bring us to up to a higher purpose. So, hold on. I'm bringing my co-host back on. Sorry. Okay. Hi, Marsha. Oh, hey. my gosh. Yeah, I we've know, got a right? few-second delay. Let me just type on Facebook that we're on, okay? Okay. Let's see, on the air, so people know. Um, I think you said the phone number wrong, too, but um, I may have a different number. Why, what, what do you mean? For the block What did I, I say? You said 838-something-01. Um well, it's written wrong on the thing. That's why I repeat it. It's um, 347-838-9201. There you go. That's the number I got. Okay. Yeah, that's the number I think I said, but my board is reading 89301. That's wrong, so go by the 9201. Okay. Yeah. And if you okay. want to talk. Okay. Um, you know what? We have a caller, Marsha, already. I just want to bring them on quickly, and then we'll go back to them after sure. we talk a little bit about miracles and uh, just to let them know they've been hanging on <laughs> before I could even get into the show. So I want to make sure everything's okay with the caller also, okay? Sure. Okay. Hello, caller. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. Um, I don't, can you, you can hear us on the show? Well, I'm not listening to the show because I know you've told people to cut it down. 
when they're calling. Right, right, right. Okay, but I just wanted to make sure because I'm just checking to make sure you can hear us. So I had some major um, technical issues here, and um, I wanted to make sure our listeners can hear us now. So, so you could, okay. you know, obviously you can hear us. So, <laughs> yes, all I right. Know. Give me a few minutes. I'm going to put you back on hold, and we'll get to you in a minute. Okay, because okay. we're. A little okay. late. I'm sorry about this. What's your name? First name? Tammy. Tammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tammy. I'll put you on hold. Okay, hold on, please. Okay. Okay, Marcia. Um, she can't. Well, she's listening over the phone too. So. Anyhow, Marcia, uh, we need a miracle tonight, don't we? <laughs> With this show. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, right. You know, we've been we've been. On again, off again, both of us going through some personal issues and um, wanting to do the show and then couldn't get on to the show. And But here we're, we're here now. That's, that's good yes. news. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping don't get uh, turned off by this, but I unfortunately I have no control over technical stuff, and that's how it works sometimes here on Blog Talk, you know. And uh, doing the best we can, but I've had some issues because of Facebook, um, hackers, and different things, and and uh, it's been causing quite a quite a stir up in my life. So um, we do need miracles every now and again. Somehow it's not also it's not letting me post to my network. It says your messages was sent. Let's see. Oh, oh, here we go. Hold on. Let's see if this works. Hold on. Well, let me try one more thing here. And see if this works. Okay. One more thing, and then we'll get back to the show, and we'll bring our callers on, okay? okay. Oh, yep, worked, it worked, it worked. Okay. So, Marsha, how are you? <laughs> um, well, like everybody else, I think, in, in life, um, I'm trying to be positive Mm-hmm. And not look at the negative, push the negative away. Um, seeing some miracles in my life, um, and just need to remember that they can still happen. Just because right. you know I've had a loved one cross, or you know I've lost a fur baby, or whatever, um, mm-hmm. good things can still happen to us, even right. though we've been through some things that you know really cut our hearts to pieces. Um, it's an attitude. You, you have to have a positive one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just keep a positive attitude. And because I'm Christian too, and I believe that Satan will lie to you as much as you let him. And shut and, your show down too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know, and every time you you feel fear or you know uncertainty. Say prayer, um, rebuke Satan, um, ask God for help. He's there. You can talk to him just like you do, you know, your best, best friend. Mm-hmm. He, he knows everything anyway, <laughs> so you may as right. well. But try to, right. you know, it's positive energy out, positive energy in. Yeah, why don't we, um, especially given what you just said and the difficulties of the show tonight, start our show with a prayer. Would you like to um, to start? Sure. Okay. Okay. If everybody would please close their eyes and, and bow their head wherever they are. Father God, we come to you tonight in 
thankfulness that we've able to do the show and to reach out to others to try to help them deal with whatever issues they may be having, to try to share our stories together. We ask for your protection and love as we talk to one another in friendship and in love. And in Jesus Christ's name, this I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to, um, I had uh, somewhat, I'm not one for scripts, like I've said before a million times. And given all the um, issues here on my computer at the moment, I'm going to see if I can bring the little bit of the script that I did pull up tonight about some miracles. Um, This starts at, uh, one of them is by a heart surgeon that tells of a resurrection from the dead. Um, His name at World uh, Doctors Conference, heart surgeon, relates astounding account of resurrection from the dead. The surgeon's name is Chauncey W. Crandall. And he says, we quickly rushed the gentleman down to the intensive care unit. And the hospital was now buzzing about the fact that the dead man has been brought back to life. After a couple days, he woke up. He had an amazing story to tell tell us after I had asked him, where have you been and where where were you on that day you had that massive heart attack? You were gone, and we prayed back in Jesus' name for you. And... Then it, this was uh, July of 2007. The audience of 120 doctors from 50 countries sat in the stunned silence as a renowned heart doctor pro- uh, produced evidence of how, after he had prayed for a patient who had died and was being prepared for the morgue, was brought back to the life after prayer. Dr. Chauncey Crandall, who serves as the Palm Beach Cardiovascular Clinic in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, made his dramatic presentation on Friday, July 13th, on the 4th Annual uh, World Christian Doctors Network Conference in Miami. And um, he produced dramatic evidence that was shown on the screen, and then afterwards agreed to tell the story to assist news in an interview with Dan, I guess the fellow's name was Dan Wooding. Um, let's see, there's another one, Hearts Change, and a 10-foot-tall radiant angel appears um, from the Jesus Film Project, Jan... Cheshire Bush, uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, wonderful man of God uh, from South Africa, is one of the tens of thousands of volunteers who have shown Jesus user either 16 millimeter or on video. Jan has taken the most risky step. He is about to show Jesus to a small group of hardened criminals in a maximum security prison in South Africa. He was alone in the room when the toughest of tough robbers, rapists, and murderers, several of them were lifters, probably liars too, lifers, not lifters, <laughs> not way lifters, lifers. <laughs> Dan knew that any one of the prisoners could easily slit his throat with a knife when he dimmed the lights to show Jesus. However, despite the pressure he felt, Jan was obedient. As the story unfolded, many of the prisoners mocked and swore at the screen. They've done this to people like us too. Their language was foul and offensive. Gradually, they quieted down and became more interested in the story. Then an astounding thing happened. During the crucifixion, several men began to weep. By the time the prayer invitation was completed and hardened criminals, every one of them were on their knees, sobbing, asking God to forgive them, praying to invite Christ into their lives. Shocked and, um, hold on a second here. 
Shocked and amazed, Jan was, wasn't sure what had just happened. He turned his head to the corner of the room. Startled by the sight, standing before him was an awesome being, ten feet tall, robed in brilliant white, and an angel. Jan said the angel's face was obscured. He could see nothing about the angel's shoulders. The messenger of God lifted up his hand and pointed a finger directly toward Jan. You see, Jan, all you must do is be available and do the work. Instantly, the angel vanished, but not the sense of awe that was engulfing Jan. He had been—he uh, had seen living the living God at work, pouring out his love upon those to whom he died and saved, and he had witnessed the greatest miracle of all. He had uh, seen the vilest, um, I'm sorry, of the sinners being born from above, becoming righteous in Jesus. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Psalm 1453. If you haven't yet seen the film, which is bringing millions of people to the king, see the Jesus film here. And the, this actual site where I'm reading from is posted on my event page, so you can see a number of stories on this, uh, you know, plus the two I've just read to you. I was going to read more tonight, but given... Um, that we uh, lost almost 25 minutes of the show. I'm not going to really go on about it. So, But anyhow, um, uh, would you like to add any other things about some of the miracles that have taken place in your own life, Marcia? Or? Well, let's see. Um, I, at the age of three, I almost drowned. This mm-hmm. is all when I'm three, okay? Right. Uh, I, I nearly drowned and was saved from drowning. Um, mm-hmm. I had double pneumonia and tonsillitis and a 105-degree fever. Um, right. They threw me in a tub of ice water. Wasn't supposed to live then either. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my mom was pregnant with me, um, she threw herself down a flight of stairs uh, trying to abort oh my. her pregnancy. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, it was um, my dad was not a, a nice man, and, and it wasn't that she didn't love me or want me. She just didn't want to bring me into the environment she knew I would face. So God has a reason um, for me to be here. I signed up for something, and I'm still trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, um, well, hello. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, and on a daily basis, I'm, you know, trying to keep that positive attitude. Um, I had a loved one who suffered a heart attack and subsequent brain hemorrhage. Watched him have to relearn how to sit, stand, walk, and then watched as he lost the ability to um, do all of the same. He passed Mm -hmm. away um, last June, and he's still sending me signs. Um, But there were so many miracles that happened for him. Um, He was turned down by two cardiac surgeons and um, a cardiologist who took us under his wing went and found him, handpicked him, a cardiac surgeon, who did um, the heart surgery, uh, quadruple bypass, without the heart-lung machine or blood thinners. So, I mean, just miracles, you know. We were blessed. Um, This was back in 2003, 4th of July weekend, for Mm -hmm. another 10 well, actually, plus years, you know, I mean, that was a blessing and a great learning opportunity. And he never lost uh, sight of who we were because his right. dementia was medically caused. So that mm-hmm. that in itself was a miracle that he didn't forget who we were as a family. Right. 
because that's typical of the disease. They forget who you are. Um, yeah. But what a blessing and what a life lesson he taught me. You know, and I miss Amen. him. Of course I miss him, but, you mm-hmm. know, I know he's in a better place. <laughs> well, yeah, and and that's one of the things I, I tell people. Um we know they're in a better place. I mean, especially us that are intuitive, because we get these amazing signs to and to help other people with it. But from the human aspect of our own lives, even we miss the physical presence of the person in the day-to-day routine and you know part of our lives. So this is why people like us that are intuitive and have shows like this and write books like uh, you know I've written a book up former coming out. We want to spread the word. We feel that this is a um, a gift from God. We know it's a gift from God to be able to bring you closer to him. And um, you're never going to mend, especially with child loss or any loss, let's face it. But uh, child loss is a little different than most. And um, you'll learn to go on um, in a different way. I've had some moms contact me. I also do private uh, counseling. Had a couple of moms this week, and of course we don't mention names that were ready to um, wanted to go with their kids. And I I try to represent, uh, being the fact that I've lost two of my own, and let them know if I can do this, you can keep going on as hard as it is. Nice. And um, by doing that, hopefully save their lives because uh, we, like Marsha was saying, I don't know what my um, what you signed up for. Yes, you do. You're on the show with me now, pal. <laughs> this is part of your calling, you know. Um, I didn't even know why I was doing the show at one point. Things were happening, and next day it just like happened so fast. And I'm doing the show, and the book had been out, and became a bestseller right away. And not that I'm a great writer, I'm not. I'm not an author. I mean, I, I have a story to tell. I have stories to tell, and you might find uh, graphical uh, errors and things things that even the way I talk, I've got MS and I screw words up sometimes. I'm real, but it's a real story. It's a nonfiction, my books. Um, these are real happenings. There's no plot. I had one um, bad, bad review when it was from somebody within my own county and probably one of my so-called haters, you know, because we all have them, you know, especially once you're in the public eye. And um, saying that my plot was all over the place, graphical errors, and, well, my niece is the editor, and uh, she went to school for it, and um, there may be something that she didn't pick up on or I screwed up on or something, but you know what? The book was written to help people. It wasn't a Stephen King, like I always refer to him. It wasn't to keep you on the edge of the seat, even though I think... If I read my book, I'd be a little bit on the edge of my seat, too, because saying, well, is this woman for real? <laughs> you, know? you were driven to write that book. Yeah, I mean, Thank it's you. not like you were sitting around thinking, okay, well, what should I write next? You were driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's like yep. God woke you up at 3 a.m. and said, okay, we're, we're going to write about this now. Yes, you know, yes. It's, and it's, I... it's like kind of like a gift from God to your heart, to others to help them. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's the ripple um, effect. Well, that's that's exactly because you and I've discussed as I've talked about on the show before. I didn't. I physically wrote that book, but I didn't 
there was spiritual things happening that made me write it. It wasn't about if any of you've written books and self-published or even regular published, and you know, you unless you're on the New York Times bestseller, I'm on the, the Amazon bestseller in my genre of cystic fibrosis. Okay, you don't become millionaires. Um, I still owe money. I had to buy my books. When you do book signings or whatever, I had to put out. I'm still paying out a loan for it. So I haven't made anything. And even once, I don't really make that much. I make pennies. So it's not about cost or, you know, how rich am I going to be? If you're going to write a book to become rich, good luck. That's all I tell you. <laughs> That's all I got today. I'm self self publishing my other four books. Now, because I pretty much did it myself and paid a publisher. And like I said, unless you're a big one like Stephen King or the rest, you know, you get paid for your rights and whatever. It's a different story. It's different when you publish books like this. And um, so don't think I did it to get rich. You know, I've had uh, what we call haters and mockers and all oh, you did it for that. I'm like, dear God. Who's going to write after losing kids and, and to make money or, you know, maybe there's some sickos out there that would do something like that. It's it's not about that. I had to find a purpose to go on, and God gave me a purpose, and that's why I've written books and do the show. Because, yes, people says, well, it helps you too. Yeah, it does help me too. Not because I need your help hearing your stories, but because I can relate to them without reading a book about um child loss because I've lived it not once but twice and that's all I have to say on that subject but every time I get a sign every time I read somebody I know it's a gift from God okay and I really believe that and uh Marcia you know we've had Kevin on the show many times he's a Baptist deacon and he's written a couple books and the last one he put me in it so it's not just me writing books it's about other people now that I've never met because they know of my gift, they know how strong it is, and uh, and they know it's from God. And He points out in the Bible um, how the, how that's so that it's not a bad thing. I am a Christian woman. Um, I don't you know belittle any faith that comes to my show. Believers, non-believers, hoping will make you believers. I'm not here. I'm not God. I'm not going to judge you. Okay, and that's what the show is about. We're not judging other people. We. Need some people need a place to go when um, I know what my own child was that friends and family turn away sometimes because they're afraid they they don't know what to say um, they think we're crazy all of a sudden you know child loss becomes a mental illness it's not a mental illness yeah yeah does it affect you mentally sure well, they may want to talk about then. the loss but they, they use you as a barometer. In, in right. the sense that if you're if you're doing okay, they don't want to bring it up, right? And right. because they're afraid that it may upset you. Yeah. So yep. you know, unless you bring it up, and then sometimes that puts people off because it, you know, especially if you have other children, it's like that's mm-hmm. all you ever talk about is them. You never exactly. Talk about, oh, I've been there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My own kids yeah. said that at the beginning. It's like it's still all about them. It's not wasn't jealousy. They they were hurting too. And I have two other grown children that hurt just as much as I do as siblings of the, my daughter and son that passed and that lived with them. And they saw what happened and the time spent with them having cystic fibrosis, which I did the best I could. But now they're opening up and coming to an understanding. So I'm still learning, you know. People say, oh. well, why don't you, you – st- you've still got two other living. Why don't you spend, spend, spend time on them? I'll, of course I do. You yeah. know, people have these preconceived ridiculous notions that I just cut my other kids out. If anything, I'm doing more for them now than I ever could because 
the two have passed and I have more time. Um, not that I didn't do before. So please stop thinking, people, that um, we forget our other kids that are living. Uh, some people just feel that they can't. Uh, one of my mothers this week had said to me that they, or actually a couple of them, to be honest with you, said, I'm no good here anymore for the other ones. Yes, you are. They're hurting too. They need you. They need you. You know, they're feeling like they're no good because of their own grief. And there were times I felt like that too, um, intuitive or not. You are still good for them. They need you in their lives. They couldn't take another loss, you know, unless God planned it. Um, I don't recommend it. You know, and if you, you get so depressed, and there are a lot of green parents that do. Well, I've been there. You know, where you get so depressed, there's times that you have to reach out for help, whether it be, um, I didn't do the the medicine route, but I know some people have to. I've seen it in my own family, people had to do it. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I've posted suicide hotlines on my signs page. If you feel like you're to that point, call that line, please. They're professionals. I'm not professional in that, that way. I'm professional because I've also lost children, and I know your pain. Okay, but there's people way above me that can help you. I can't order you medications or evaluate your situation that way. So I stress, please call that number. It's posted, or you can Google it, Suicide Hotline, and talk to somebody, please. So that's something else I want to stress tonight. But And, of course, the show tonight is about miracles. Um, I've had a few in my own life. Um, Marsha and I were talking a little bit earlier today, and I said, you know, my son passed in 2011, my daughter 2002, and there were times that my son probably could have passed a year and a half before, but his will to live and his positive thinking, as sick as he was, kept him going, and I know that. That's a miracle in itself. Yeah. Um, I was in the home health care field for years with uh, geriatric care, ironically, with Alzheimer and dementia. Uh, that's what I, patients I took care of. Like, Marcia lost her husband not quite a year ago in June. It'll be a year in June, and uh lost my mother and grandfather to it. And it's a difficult illness, and I worked on the field on top of it, and it's terrible, 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 you know. Um, so I've seen miracles happen many ways. Um, one of the ones I've talked about with my own mother, Marcia, I know Larry did. Could Larry talk um, in the end or not? Could he still have? Did he have any speech pattern or? Oh yeah. How he, was he? he? Still, he still did. And um, another miracle at the very end. I got mm. up um, the night that he passed to go to the bathroom, and we had opposite bedrooms, bathroom in the middle, and it was two thirty-eight a.m. And I got up to go to the bathroom, and I went in to check on him, and he was pointing at the ceiling uh, with mm-hmm. his left hand as if he right. was pointing at something. And, mm-hmm. of course, I'm, you know, it's almost 3 in the morning, and I went over and I patted his shoulder, and I said, get some good rest, this babe, mm-hmm. and went back to bed. And um, when I went in to work with him the next morning, I usually would go in like an hour before the egg got here. He was still warm, but he, he had just passed in his sleep. Right. And, I mean, there was there was no pulse, there was no heartbeat, there was no breath, Uh, his pupils were, uh, you know, fixed and dilated, and, Mm -hmm. I mean, it must just have happened, and I missed it, but I I believe he was pointing at either his welcoming crew or the angels, or he could see something he was pointing at, and of course, in hindsight, I go back and beat myself up, and I, Mm -hmm. but that's the way God wanted it, and he got to pass at home, surrounded not surrounded by loved ones. I mean, we weren't bedside, but he was still at home. 
and we kept him at home to improve his quality of life the best we could for as long as we could. And it was right. a blessing. He went peacefully in his sleep. You could tell by the look on his face. Right. So, well, you know, another miracle. We, <laughs> we, we discussed this part on the show before, like with my mom, too. See, the difference is my mom, the last two years of her life with Alzheimer's, she couldn't talk. And right before she had died, uh, my brother, her brother and myself were around her bed. And all of a sudden she started looking at her brother smiling and and saying his name repetitively and looked up at the ceiling. The same thing, just like Larry. But yet she she was pointing up and she actually, the words came out of her mouth, smiling and looking up and saying the angels are here. And this is the first time she was able to talk in two years, and it's like we just looked at each other. We didn't know what to think. This is back, um, actually, the 26th of uh, this week. On this week, it's been 22 years since my mother passed, and um, this happened 22 years ago, long before my shows, long before um, books, long before I did this work. Came out of the closet, being intuitive, yeah, yeah. yeah Long yeah. before, it, but it's those things, the rally She's I call not it, gay which people. I am writing about. <laughs> that what, huh? I said you're so, not gay. You. You're not gay. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Coming no, out I of the closet as no. an intuitive medium, yeah. Yeah, and I have nothing against gay people. I have uh, family members that are, uh, Marcia's family members that are. You know, there's nothing, no, we're just, we joke about it. not gay, and, you know, but coming out of the closet, everybody thinks you're gay. No, it came out of the closet as an intuitive, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, you know, it well, is what know, it is. Well, you know, when you get the, and everybody is uh, bestowed different kinds of gifts, uh, mm-hmm. but you don't know what it means, you know, when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of afraid everybody's going to think you're cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I never, I knew something was different since I was a kid, but it was my my reality. That was my my norm. But I, as, a, as a kid, having this gift and being intuitive, what did I know about my norm? I just, things were happening. I'm like, okay. But then as I grew older and I started to question, <laughs> is it my norm, you know? Yeah. But I had to go through all these losses. To actually, um, I'm going to be 63 this year, so I, I came out of the psychic closet at 60 to everyone on the air and what have you. And even a little before that, when I, I wrote the book, and um, in 2012 it was published, and uh, I realized I finally had peace because I'm able to be who I am, just like if you come out and you've been gay all your whole life. So, you know, you know and then all of a sudden you can be who you, you're meant to be. You're not, you know, you shouldn't be crucified for what you feel inside and what you feel is right. And I will still get mocked. I will still get put down, um, just like some gay people or uh, people that are with somebody of a different race or whatever. We're all people. We all have something, and God's love is unconditional no matter what you are or who you are. So we should not be actually hung on a cross for it, you know, crucified for it. God God himself did this to show us his unconditional love. You know, put his son, Jesus, through the pain of this to prove, of, I mean, how much more can you do this poor man was... Sins. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he was mocked. And he was... And every time somebody mocks me, I said, well, I got it, big guy. <laughs> I got yeah. it. 
because I watched I watched uh, Easter, I watched the movies, and I watched the Passion and the Crucifixions, and the and I'm thinking, well, if he can do this, and we are made in God's image, we can hang in there, and we can do this, no matter what you face in life, um, even child loss, you know, um, you got to hang in there. We all have this path to. Um, to be there, it's, it's about unity and being there for each other and and um, learning, learning. We're here to learn. Yeah. Well, life is school and school is learning. And um, we're only here for a short time. You know, I've lost most of my people in April and May close to me. Husband, brother, sister, father, mother, daughter, sister-in-law. You know, and this year I lost my mother-in-law. So actually eight people now in just April and May. February, my son and whatever, but my brother-in-law, and other times of years, two nephews. But April and May is the worst. And during this past April and May, I lost eight more significant people in my life this year. Uh-huh. During these times, I'm like, okay. Sometimes, like I, I, I'm human. I say, God, is this test gonna stop? Okay, this yeah. move right now is. I'm not. I'm not even talking about it. The, all the details on Facebook because I'll let you know when I'm where I'm going. Okay, it's uh, very stressful right now. But sometimes you've got to do what you got to do, you know, you have no, no choice, you know, in life. And um, that's like even when you suffer these type losses that, uh, oh, God, that hurts. It really, really, really hurts. But that's the unconditional love that God has for you. I know it's hard to understand that we love these people still so much, and they're gone. And we can't share the day-to-day routine, like I said, with them anymore. And it, that's the part that kills you. You know, I can be intuitive. We know that they're fine. I can, we can get the signs, like I say, but uh, it doesn't always cut it 100%, you know. Uh, I still get teary-eyed many days, you know, and I still hurt many days. And Even though my kids uh, – I shared something with Marsha I'm not going to bring up because it's very personal. <laughs> hey, we had a good laugh. Sometimes I get the weirdest signs, and this is one I will not put on my signs page. I'm not going to share with the general public. <laughs> Because I was mortified, and it was funny, and I'm like, only my kids could do something like this, okay? So anyhow, my my biggest thing is just hang in there. I know it hurts. Come here to vent. When others don't want to hear you, others turn their back. Come to my show. Yeah, I do it for free. You get on for free. If spirit feels to um, want to make the connection with you, I let them do it. I don't summon them, so... You know, just because you're calling doesn't mean I'm going to bring somebody through. I usually do, 99%, mostly 100% of the time. But I don't go to them. They come to me. And that's the true spiritual gift because they got to get a message to you. I've done it privately. I do it then. I do that for free, too. You know, I had a page. I was going to I haven't charged anybody. I, I could use money, sure, but I don't do it. I just don't feel comfortable. Maybe at some point. But I, I, I feel like God's given me this gift. I have to use it the way I feel he wants me to use it. Everybody does it their own personal way. I'm going to see um, somebody tomorrow night that was my spiritual, I guess, not guide, but my an intuitive. Um, I don't read myself. I get messages, but I can't read read myself. So I'm going to see her tomorrow night um, for the first time in years to a dinner and what have you, and they're looking forward to it. So I still sometimes need the little backup for my own sanity too, you know. So anyhow, do you want to say anything else right now, Marcia? Um I'm gonna let people know too that if you call in at the the eight three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one, um we can if you're on the phone lines, being that we started the show late, um 
at the 9 o'clock p.m. here Eastern Standard Time. The show will go off, but it will stay on if you're on the phone line for a little while, while longer so it can make up some of the time. And you can always go back and listen to the archives. They're, they're forever. So, But do you have anything more to say? And then we're going to bring our caller on. Okay, uh, just that when you do call in and you hear where it says Blog Talk Radio, hit the one button to get into mm-hmm. the queue if you'd like to speak to us. Right, or if not, we we don't usually pick up the ones that don't because that is um, telling us they're just calling in to listen, and there's many ways you can listen that way. You can click that little thing I put on on Facebook and listen to the show that way. Or you can Skype it for a worldwide, or even local if you want to Skype instead of running up a phone bill. I don't know how your phone service works. Um, once you um, type in blogtalkradio.com slash to the side Peggy S. Imanisi, that'll bring you to the Skype site to Skype. There's many ways to listen to the show, just on the Internet period or whatever. So anyhow, let's bring our caller on. She's been waiting. She's been on longer than me somehow. Our callers could get into the show, but I couldn't, so I'm sure we lost quite a few tonight, so I'm hoping whoever needs to hear the show gets to hear it, okay? So yeah. we're going to bring Tammy, I think she said Tammy, on, and, yeah. and let's with talk an to eye. Tammy. <laughs> Tammy with an eye, Tammy with an eye. Okay, hold on, hold on, please. Hi, Tam- Tammy, right? Yeah. Hi, Tammy. Yes, I'm sorry. It's just We are, like, off the hook here tonight, like I said, because of the... Um, screw up of the show. It happens a lot, especially with spiritual shows. It seems that, you know, the frequency, I know it sounds whack, but uh, the frequency is high with us, and sometimes we um, we screw up things. We can go under sometimes street lights, and street lights go out. That happened to me last night for one of the first times. And I heard other intuitors <laughs> going through that, and I'm like, what the heck's going on here? I'm just at McDonald's, why is the street light going to go out? You know, <laughs> Tammy, how can we help you? Tell us, um, you don't give us your last name, but tell us what part of the world or country you're from. I'm from Tennessee. Okay, and ah. how can we help you tonight? Hello, Tennessee. Um, how? What, what's going on with you? I lost, I, I actually wrote to you Sunday night. Oh, Tammy, right, right. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm so sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Take your time, and you can cry on the show. You can let it all out. That's what we're here for, Tammy. Excuse me. Um, it seemed really hard because we didn't see anything coming. Right. And I don't know how to help my other two sons. Well, you've been listening to the show, right? Right. You said uh, you're the one that Tammy. You're now. I remember because I've had a. You know, I I talk to moms every day, and I, there's a lot of people on my page. But I do remember you now. You were the one of the moms, moms saying that um, you just want to be with him, right? That's right. And okay, well, you know what? Like I typed to you, and I I did take time to write you a long thing, telling you um, that we we've, we've all been there. It's all part of the grieving process. Okay, don't feel different. We feel that we can't help our other kids. Um, I've felt it at times, too. I've just rekindled relationship after many years with one of my kids because he pushed me away, pushed me away, couldn't take me anymore. And now we're best of friends after many years. Many years. He's 41 now. And um, never saw eye to eye, but he, we've opened up to each other. He understands my feelings now. And we got to remember that your other two, was it two other children, living children, are suffering the grief in a different way, closest to your grief, 
but it's this is normal in the beginning. It's been what about two months since your child died? I'm feeling. Yes, ma'am. I'm seeing March. Was that when it happened? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay, all right, honey. Um, let's see. Um, was your son like in the early twenties? He was eighteen and a half. Okay, I was feeling. I was going to say teen years. Okay. Um, do you want to speak about what happened to him, or do you just want to keep it personal? You don't have to tell anybody anything on this show. Well, he was very smart. He was a lot like me, and he had full mm-hmm. scholarships for college. Right. So we actually moved to another part of Tennessee to be near him where he was going to college. Right. And um, everything was going fine, and then the week after Christmas, he started having real bad headaches. Okay. I couldn't get him in to see the doctor till January. I asked them to do a CAT scan, but of course they did the. And I understand. I worked in the hospital for eight years. It's mm-hmm. probably stress due to his age, being the first year of college. Let's just try him on some medication. Right. And then uh, he wasn't depressed or anything. I kept telling everybody he's not, you know, a third effort. I know my kids. Mm-hmm. And. Um, he had had a sinus cold for two days. He stayed home with me. And that right. night, he kissed me goodnight, love you, you know, butterfly kisses, Eskimo kisses. He was a very loving child. Right. And I said, um, do you want me to sleep with you or you want to sleep with me? He goes, no, Mom, I'm going to get up and go to school. I got my alarm set. And he did have his alarm set. At right. At 3 a.m., I woke up, and I noticed that the back porch door was unlocked. And normally I would just lock it, thinking one of the kids had unlocked it. Well, this time I opened it, I thought he was asleep. Right. He had shot himself in the head. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. See, I didn't know any of the details. Oh, my gosh. Um, Did they do an autopsy? Yes, they opened. And what did they find in the autopsy? Did they find that he had somewhere um, a tumor? He had two massive brain tumors, an infection yep. in his heart, and he had lung cancer. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. Oh, sweetheart, Tammy, I am so, so sorry. very sorry. Oh, my gosh. Well, I first I want to reassure you, and with the gift that I do have, and it, it is of God, people worry when someone commits suicide, they go straight to hell. No pass, Don't pass go. That's wrong. No, no. no God's kingdom. So you had to hear those that are suffering. He knows everyone's heart. That's right. Yes, he does. So you know he's fine on the other side, okay? Number one. He is. I know I know that doesn't help you not having him here, but the brain tumors, uh he wasn't thinking clearly, and this is what I'm picking up from the other side. He's sorry, uh, but he was he was terminal. Um, am I right or wrong? They found out he would have passed anyhow, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, honey, I don't know if you know that much about me, and I'm not going to go on about myself, but prior to my, my, my one and only marriage, my children's father, four kids, um, my boyfriend did the same thing. I was 17 years old, come home from work, everybody waiting for me. He had shot himself also in the head. So I've I've been on that end of with a boyfriend who was a very big part of my life, which destroyed me my whole life, and then went on to marry, and then I had two kids that ended up dying of cystic fibrosis, and I'm like, okay, 
Well, to get back to John, um, I found out I for for a long time like why did he do this? I didn't understand it. He was always there for me, my Johnny Angel, blah 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 blah. Well, what I did find out is that he too went to the doctor right prior to that and found that he had something terminal going on in his brain. And he was given, or some was his brain or stomach, I can't remember now, but he had cancer too, and he was young, and um, he didn't want to suffer, so he did the same thing. So I can relate on that level. Not, I can relate to losing children, period, on that level, but um, to suicide. So I've been touched in a bad way with that also. And it's devastating, especially, oh my God, I'm so, so sorry. Just know that he is at peace and he's around you. Um. You have a friend of me and a friend of many of our groups. I have my own groups. Um, you're in the very early stages. This is you're still in the shock <gasps> stage. They call it. Okay. There's I no feel such like stage. Heart breaking inside your chest. That's how yep. bad it hurts. You can feel yep. your own heart breaking. Yeah. But your other kids do need you. I, I also had a suicide in my family. My mom's death was ruled a suicide, and she yep. died on March 27th. Yep. Um, but it was a bullet to the heart And she didn't like guns So we never bought into that But um, it He wasn't thinking clearly And while uh, you were talking to Peggy See I, yeah. see I see either shapes or lights Or I get a diamond um, How does that relate to you? Um, I I don't know. I did write it down. No, I know that. Yeah. I yeah. Was, I always said he was my shining star. Okay. Oh, there you go. Know. That's it. Yeah. He was brilliant. There you go. Put it that way. That there you go. There's your partner. diamond. There's your diamond. There's your diamond. Yes, and and Tammy, if I recall, you do listen to my archives, right? So you've heard a few of the shows and. Some of them, you know, we 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 carry on, we giggle here and there because sometimes you have to to throw some positive energy because we we walk around all parents and it's, it was just five years in February for my son. It just was my, I lost my only daughter, the first child on Mother's Day, the year she died, and I'm like I felt like I was really kicking the butt. And as time goes on, you learn to to deal with it. Doesn't mean you heal. You never heal from this. Never ever ever. But you do go on for the other kids, and you go on for you, and you can smile again. And you're not as at the stage. It's very, very new, honey. And like I said, I'm not a professional counselor. I had a nursing business, but I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just a mom that didn't have to read this in a book of lost children. I know those feelings. I know sitting there the first almost two months after my son died saying, feeling the same way as you, it's like I, don't, I didn't care about anything. I was so numb. I said, I don't want to live anymore. I really didn't, and everybody was, I know everybody was watching, you know, to see what was going to happen next. Is she going to do something? Or That's why I, well, well, they weren't so much babysitting, but I was getting cool. And I was, well, you should have heard me. I mean, you wouldn't know when I was a Christian woman on Facebook. There ain't you no know, dirty words that didn't come out of my mouth. I'm F this, and I hate life, and I hate people. Leave me alone. You just don't get it. I was off my rocker. I really was, but... I wasn't crazy. I was just grieving, grieving. The pain was so deep, and it's like, my God, you took one, now you took my second. Not, what am I supposed to do? 
I had 38 years of an illness, different from what you went through, but every case is different because I've lost two nephews in the past couple of years suddenly also, and uh, young 28 and 32. And um, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is we've lost our children. Um, I had 38 years of medications and IVs and things that we had to do. And I got up one morning after the funeral with my son and between my daughter and him, it's like, I, that's all I knew. I got up and I started to sterilize equipment and get pills. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? They're going. I didn't, I, I didn't know who I was anymore. It was my, it became my identity. Huh? That's why I'm doing. I'm sleeping on the. I'm sleeping on the couch because I'm afraid that he might come through the door and I'll miss him, or one of the other kids may get up in the middle of the night upset. So I stay right there that way that I can just kind of control it. Right, right. And well, know just know that, honey, nuts. that that is normal. It's normal. You're not going bonkers. You're not, you know. Please don't do anything because sometimes, as hard as it is, and we. You know, you get to not care in the beginning what the hell anybody else is feeling, even our own kids. I, I mean, you do, but you don't, because you're in such pain yourself that it's so hard. Um, I have another mom um, that I actually, you were one of the ones I talked to over the weekend, but I have another mom who just lost a second child to suicide in um, 20 months, two kids now, two boys, and she's feeling the same way. She's like, I don't care. I just don't care. And I say, well, you know what? I understand that there's times I still don't care. I don't care about things I used to care about. I care what's most important in my life, you know? But you, there's a reason for you. There's a purpose. Life sucks. I mean, plain English from layman terms, it sucks at times, you know? Well, you but we are here why. to learn. You huh? want to know Why? Why? Why, why, well, why? you know what? I don't know why either. <laughs> there's we no know, answer to that. Get there. Nope. Exactly, nope. yeah. Um, yep. There's no answer well, to no. why. And, Tammy, don't you dare go beating yourself up, Mm-mm. okay, because that's common too. Uh, after yep. my mom died, um, the way she did, and, you know, <clears> after that all came down, um, we were living in Florida, and all the azalea bushes, all just bursts of color everywhere, and my mom loved plants. It hurt me to look at mm-hmm. them. Um, right. I didn't want to eat because she couldn't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. And then one day yeah. it dawned on me, um, the colors that I could see were ever more beautiful where she went. Yep. You know what I mean? She's in heaven, and... The, the accounts that people have come back with from heaven, especially, please read uh, Betty Eady's Embraced by the Light. Uh, Which was the very first year... book I read 22 years ago after my mother passed, by the way. Yeah. So, um, I, yep. She had a near-death experience. She actually died. And she got to visit heaven. She got to ask some questions. And she was allowed to come back with some of the answers. Mm-hmm. Why? Does this happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, and it helped me uh, deal with my the loss of my mom. Uh, yep. But you're in the why phase and beating yourself up. If only I had insisted. Um, God has a plan, and that doesn't help you right now. But he has a nope. plan in the sense that you are going through a really difficult 
the most difficult, I would have to say, trial of of your life. There'll be others because we came here to learn. But your other children need you. They're grieving too. Um, And this is really raw. I know it is. I I grieved the day before the autopsy came out. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought maybe that was just my imagination, but no, it was him visiting I had begged you know. God. I begged God, please, God, let me see my boy. Just let me see him and talk to him and find out why. And so when I went mm-hmm. to dream, he said, Mama, first thing I want you to know is God told me to tell you he heard your prayers. He always does. And he sent me to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you know what happened? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, I just want to know why. He said, I wasn't supposed to die and leave you. I was just supposed to stop the pain. Oh, see? That is, and we've done shows about that, honey. I don't know if you've ever gone to my dream visits. Yeah, it is a validation. validation. Yeah. He made it to heaven, and that was his way of telling you. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have the answers, and... Um, I had uh, probably my, well, maybe two, but one that I really remember uh, just about two years ago around July. My first dream visit where they call astroplaning, whatever you want to call the old fancy-pantsy names. I don't, I'm not a fancy-pantsy mm-hmm. person. I say it like it is. But I went there, and I saw the brilliant colors. I've been there. I, I went there. It wasn't just a dream. It was too real. My daughter was standing off to the side. We were in a park. My son was sitting on the bench with me. And I didn't get answers. They told me I needed to continue my work. They loved me. She was more standoffish, and he was kind of mushy because he was my baby, you know. And and he says you got to keep you got to do you got to keep doing you got to keep going. We're okay. And they were both looked at me. No more cystic fibrosis, mom. They were happy and smiling and well and beautiful and and. It gave me some kind of a peace, and um, some other things happened during that time that I know the dream was real. It wasn't just, it was a dream visit. It wasn't just, and people will say, oh, she's nuts. No, I'm not. You're not nuts either. Yeah, I mean, mine was real, too. Yeah, you had a dream visit, yes. You had a dream visit. That wasn't a dream. All his life in his right eye, and we got to see him when they first brought him to the funeral home, and I'm not trying to sound morbid. I'm just being honest with you. I checked him from head to toe, even the autopsy, everything, because I told the lady, I, I need some time alone to check him over. I gave birth to him. I checked mm-hmm. him when he was born. I'll check him now. Yeah. So yep. I wanted to see his pretty blue eyes, but they have removed the layer of his eyes that was a color. I wouldn't tell my husband for a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. In the dream, he said, by the way, Mom, guess what? I said, what? He said, I got two brand new eyes, and they both work great. Oh, that's wow. beautiful. Yes, See, Tammy, uh, yeah. you are bringing something wow. to the show for our listeners now to hear forever. That you, number one, got to have a dream visit, which are real. They're very real. People think we're nuts, but they're real. It's the, it's the people that fear these things that don't think they're real. They've had them, too. Uh, most people get things like this happen, but they don't want to talk about them. You know, because they they, they're too proud. They think everybody thinks they're going to think they're crazy. So don't worry well, about it. Well, I would call it. that an out-of-body, not just a dream visit. Well, she got to go well, to a different plane and meet her son well, and have this Well, that's what a dream visit is. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. the astral planning. And I, I You're checked actually... it from head to toe. Yep. I checked and he yep. said, Mom, it's all brand new. It's all yeah, brand it new, Mom. 
and just gave like when you come here. kisses and Eskimo kisses. And he said, Mom, I love you. I love you more than anything. You ought to know yep. that. That's what my kids did, too. My kids did the same thing. And I'll tell you, my kids, sick or not, they were tough cookies. <laughs> they were a couple of nuts to crack at times. They and weren't the mush I told my children, I yeah. told my husband, and my husband goes, well, baby, that's good. He visited you. You know, he kind of looks at you like, okay, crazy, which I don't care. I don't care exactly. what you think of me right now. Nope. But the very next day, my oldest son was with me when we got the autopsy the next day, and he looked at me and goes, oh, my God, Mom. I said, I know. And he goes, God let you visit with Jordan so you would be prepared to validate Amen. his support. Amen. Amen. He said he wanted you to be comforted by Jordan's words, and then he wanted you to have this report, and that way you know that nobody's lying to you anywhere. Exactly. Tammy, you know what? Remember, now I never even met you, all right? When you mm-hmm. we were talking on the page the other day, you felt like giving up. And I said to you, one of the things I remember saying to you, and I tell all, all everybody that's going through this, that you have a purpose here. You need to be here. Your son was allowed by God to come visit you in a dream. You asked your plane. You went there. When we sleep, our, we're the closest to death there is because your body's sleeping just, you know, and the soul can soul can travel. That's astral planning. That doesn't do it all the time, but it happens. Like you went there. I went there. Okay. Not everybody sees the brilliant colors and the beautiful heaven itself, but I did. I did, you know. And I was allowed to do this, but I wasn't dying. I was just having a dream visit. But the thing is, you're able now, What I just like I was saying to you the other day, to validate. This is part of your purpose now. You're not going to be ready to... Um, you are already helping people by doing the show tonight, okay? Yeah, yeah. As much as you don't like saying to yourself, like, who cares if I'm helping anybody right now? I hurt. I need help. Well, there's times I feel like that, too. It's like I'm helping everybody else, for God's sake. Do they hear me? I've lost two of my own kids. I hurt, too. Okay? They're, but the thing is, yeah. it's part of our soul's purpose to teach now. Yeah. You will find you'll be... At some point when the grief, no, I shouldn't say lessened. It's, it's, it's a fine line I walk on when I talk, say these words. It's when the grief gets different, okay, the, the different stages, like no such stage, like I said. But you will find your purpose. Number one, of course, going on for the other two kids, like I have to go on for mine. Yeah, going on, for, they, uh, they love you, they love you, and they hurt. They hurt, too. But it's hard to come to a mutual ground understanding of each other right now because their pain is the pain of loss of a sibling. Your pain, the loss of a child. It doesn't always meet right at the same time. Like, it's only been recent, like I told you, my oldest son and I have been discussing things which he's made me finally feel good. I thought he hated me. You know, I thought they blamed me. I mean, you know, my kids are born with this thing, and and I'm like, I'm blaming myself. Well, I would have, could have, should have, you know. And and he goes, Mom, he, he sh-. well, I think the bottom line, the word I need is understanding. We've come to an understanding about things. Why I vent, why I'm so open about this, why. Because I look at people on Facebook that mock me. They, they People delete me. They're like, oh, I don't want to hear crap anymore. It's like, oh, my God, this is what she talks about is death and well, I've had a lot of deaths. I'm sorry. I honor their memories, and if they don't like it, they can lump it, as my mother used to say. This is and how Tammy, I vent. vent. I wanted to vent. say something. You you said earlier that you sleep on the couch, and, and you do what you need to do for you right now. Be be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let your have some patience with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Okay, don't don't you do it. <laughs> I mean, God didn't want him to suffer, okay, and he wasn't thinking clearly. Uh, he had all this stuff going on, and in hindsight, which is 2020, we all look back and say, I wish I could have, or I, I had done something different. I, I know I did. Why didn't I mm-hmm. have a conversation with Larry? What are you pointing at? Because it was 3 in the morning, and I knew we had to get through the next day. I wanted him to get some rest. Yeah. But I kicked myself for it. Why didn't I ask him, what are you pointing at, babe? Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. but I didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, but... You said you didn't want to miss him if he decided to give you a sign. Trust me, if he's intent on giving you signs, and it might not happen, you know, right away, and it'll come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if he intends for you to have a sign, you'll get it, no matter where you're. I know. Like I it. know he gives me signs. I'm gonna tell you something that. Now, my husband did believe this happened. Mm-hmm. I went to the cemetery by myself, and it was about to storm. I had bought a dozen roses, but I only took one that day because they, I'd been warned that it was going to flood there, you know, you know like bad rain. Yeah. And I right. said, look, Mama's going to leave you one rose, but I'm going to come back tomorrow when there's no storm and leave you the rest. But I will right. be back, I promise. I love you. And my son was a singer. Mm-hmm. And I went to walk away. I turned my back to the grave, went, made about 10 steps, and I started hearing choir music. Really? And I look around. Just give me chills. Yeah. The church is totally empty. There's nobody at the church. There's nobody in the parking lot. There's no other music buildings around. So I looked straight up, and that's where it was coming from. And as I turned around to tell him, Mama will, I promise, the music mm-hmm. stopped. Wow, you just gave me chills. Uh, you know what you need to like do? You I'm let getting. Me know I'm busy singing right now. Is what is he was telling. I'm going to tell you something right now as an intuitive. Okay, this is my message to you, and this is coming from your son because my whole body's a chill, and this is how I know. One of the reasons that I go through when I'm reading somebody, he wants you to start like I did with my kids. He wants you to start writing all these things down that's happened as you go along. Many more things are going to happen to you, Tim. Okay. 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 Start writing them down because that's what I did. My book wasn't a book. It was my venting and things that were happening to me like a log type of thing, and it turned into a book. You're going to write a book yourself. I'll help you. I'll help you. Okay. You're not ready right now. Just start jotting things down, the choir music, the dream visits, anything else that's happening, you're eventually going to have a book. Okay? That's your purpose. You're going to be helping other people. every day. Well, that's it. Well, yeah, that's my every day come sees me. Yep. Well, that's I had the my book. I don't know if you ever saw it. I, I don't want rainbows, butterflies, and one last hug. These are all signs. I've had the cardinal. The cardinal's my sister. Uh, mm. The butterflies was my daughter. The rainbows is also my sister. Um, I've had so many things. Uh, I, you're on my signs page, right? Yeah, that's where we met. My signs page. Mm-hmm. Scroll down that whole page. Look at some of the nothing's photoshopped there. That's all real. 
the picture of my son in Ireland with this little girl that ends up dying of the same thing. My son never went to Ireland, and this happened after his death, and around that time I had the dream visit. I do a comparison. I'll make a thing called Imaki Program. It's not Photoshopped. I mm-hmm. swear to God, God strike me dead. I swear nothing is Photoshopped. The only thing that headlined that page has been some lady actually sent it to me. Um, they made it. Uh, like a golden color so you could see things in more definition. Nothing has been photoshopped. Even that wasn't photoshopped. These are real. My husband's face appearing at an event on my son's birthday the year he died. It was crazy because I lost my husband and son nine months apart. All right. Um, I know you have a book. This is your purpose. You're not going to like say, Peg, who cares now? I'm hurting. I don't care about a book or helping anybody else. Trust me. This is part of the plan. You will have a book. And you're going to be doing things like me and Marsha, and you're going to be helping other people. You already did tonight, whether you realize it or not. You're already mm-hmm. two months, just two months into this. And by being on the show, people can turn back and hear that your story, and are going to be amazed. It's the dom, like Marsha and I talk about the domino effect. It's a domino effect. Okay, you know we all work off of each other. We're all lined up in a row, and my story coming out on the show, you coming and sharing your story is helping the next person and it's all for our greater purpose and the main thing is so simple just to believe that faith to believe people say how do you do it i said i have faith i have faith i believe and, and don't you get mad when they say do you get mad at god or your son yep no yep. um I'm not, I've, mad at, I'm not mad at my son because he was hurting and i'm not mad at god because i have a feeling god was standing right beside him when he took his life exactly yeah. and i'm gonna tell and you something there were times place. There was a long time ago when my daughter started getting really sick with her illness around 15 that I almost became like an atheist after my dad working for the church for the years, and I, I was mad at God. It's okay. I want to tell people, you get mad at God. You can get mad at God. God God, God understands that. And you know what turned me back around? My minister coming one night to the hospital, and I felt very guilty that I was mad at God, and I'm telling God, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. This is and my minister came out of the blue, shows you how God works in mysterious ways. He looked at me, and I didn't say anything, and I broke down and started crying. And I, I owned up, and I said, I stopped believing, and I, I told God I hated him, and I cursed at him. And he says, God's love, Peggy, for you is unconditional. You chose to leave him. He's never left you. That simple statement turned my whole life around again, and I'm thinking, Oh, dear Lord, what was I thinking? He understands. He, he, we're created in his image. You know, we have feelings. There's, you know, God gets angry. People think God is, he's unconditional about unconditional love, but he gets angry, too, at what's going on in this crazy world that we live in. You know, his, his right-hand man, let's call him Satan or whatever, his main angel, turned on him. That's what we're fighting for, fighting against what he's doing, trying to take his power. It's not about power. It's about the right thing for us to survive eternity. That's what it's all about, you know, and uh, I don't have the answers. Like I said, I just, I can sit back and look and see what's going on to a point, you know, and it's like, we're all going to go there, but it's got to be on God's terms. Um, And 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 we all need to help each other. What? Is that what? I'm here without him. Yeah. I understand he's in a better place, and I know God yep. has him safely in his arms. I'm just mad that I'm here without him. 
That's part of the grieving process. You know, yeah. That anger, oh, yeah. That's, that's what I normal. told you. I that's told normal. that. That's the, the first. It starts the in the beginning. It's the um, the numbness, and then the anger starts, and then the guilt, and that's all part of the grieving stages. I'm still angry too. It's like why why my kids? Why did you, you took one? Why'd you take two? Give me a break. You took yeah. two of my kids. What, what were you thinking? What do you think? And, and 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 people, what I hate the worst is if I hear one person tell me how strong I am, I'm gonna pull my hair out of my head. Thank I you. have two You're a strong choices. Woman is what they tell me. I'm like, excuse me. Oh, if you I don't hear see what, me the hell, what the hell they wanted to do. No, no, me too. And they, they, and then they see me do the show, and then they see me get all teary around the death dates, and it's like, yeah, real strong, pal. No, I'm, I'm not any stronger than anybody else. I'm not Superwoman or Wonder Woman. It, I, you have no choice. What, what, what is strength? What is the choice? What is the choice is to live or die, and I've chosen to live as hard as it is. I hate it sometimes. I hate it a lot of times. But I, does that make you strong? People say the stupidest things to us, you know, and I I have to sometimes, I've gotten to a point now after so many years, I laugh at some of it. You it's love like, boys. It's like, you get over yourselves. Will you, shut, you, you know what? Shut the hell up. I know I'm telling people. You have no idea what I am or what I'm feeling. Don't tell me how strong I am. Give me a shoulder yeah, to like, cry you, on. Give me somebody I, I to carry, talk to. I karaoke DJ to keep me busy. To do oh, music, and I sang one of his favorite songs, and I had uh-huh. an older gentleman. He's one of our regular customers. And after about two weeks, I didn't heard. I know how you feel. I buried my wife for sixty-five years. Oh boy, don't you hate that? Soul. I turned around. I said, "Look, you need to back off because that is nothing compared to burying your child." And I'm really Mm-mm. sick of hearing it right now. And I'm not yep. rude to the elderly. I was raised that I would get my jaw slapped over it. Right, <laughs> exactly. And I'm saying to all grief. I tell people all grief first, and they're and you know what you know how I say it now. I lost you know my husband. I've lost siblings. I've lost my parents. I lost my grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends, nephews. But there is a different. This category of uh, child grief is really a different category. What the heck is my computer making all those weird noises tonight? Well, it's Tim, freaking out. Tell you, there's some synchronicity going on here too because um, I lost a foster son. Um, and that's not like I, I didn't give birth to this child, but he was um, our oldest son's best friend. And, you know, five five days after his 18th birthday, he had all these scholarship offers. Um, he was a, a wonderful athlete. He mm-hmm. was out with his new best friend because they had moved away. His mom came back finally after seven months. We had him for seven months, and she said, I don't know if I want him. And I, I told her, I said, Sonia, nice. I said, if you don't want him, Larry and I would like to adopt him. Mm-hmm. He was biracial. I got a lot of funny looks, and I thought, think what you want to, people. God knows what's going on. You know, cause, yep. you know, I'd, I'd have R3 in tow and Lamont, and he he was just like one of them. You know, he he was mm-hmm. our family. Right. And yeah. on, under pressure from her parents, she finally did take him back and, you know, move closer to her parents, moved away from us. Well, that, that killed me. Well, get a phone call, and um, he, he and his new best friend had been to a concert and less than a mile from home, smacked a great big tree and killed them both. And, oh, my God. You know, so 
I went through that kind Did he of. Stay with me. Is what yes. you whisper to. Yes. Um, if he'd stay with me, right, he'd be alive. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, what I think Marcia's trying to tell you too. She's lost her husband, but she, though she didn't give birth to this boy, he, she raised, she raised him, and the love of a child, the love of a child. You don't have to. You don't have to share the same blood to be a mother. Exactly. And so she was. She's also a. um, She's lost a child. And uh, it's what she's trying to say. So she understands the difference. She's lost a husband. She's lost a child. So she understands that the degrees, the the difference in that type of pain. Um, it's hard to explain to people. You don't want to take away from other people's grief that have lost a spouse or somebody elderly or whatever. But especially when you lose, I don't care if they're like one or twenty. My kids were twenty two and twenty eight when they died. The pain is still the same. Uh, people that lose a baby, you know, you didn't get to know them long, but they were still your child. People that right, adopt yeah. a child like Marsha, it was still your child. People that have lost mm-hmm. the kids in the 20s like me, it was still my child, my children. People yeah. just don't get it, you know. They just don't get this kind of, um, that we're not trying to take away from your loss of your elderly wife or husband or whatever. And and I can say it, Marsha can say it, I mean, because we've lost spouses, we've lost parents we've lost we know the difference in the grief they're all the same but they're not child loss is different it's just different people get mad at me when i say that it's like what do you think you're better (laughs) oh you you know what you want to experience this and you tell me what you think you are i'm not better i'm just saying the pain is different it's different it's different i feel like he and i were so in sync with each other that i feel like when he died he took half my soul with him oh yeah oh yeah and that's that's normal. That's and it's not. And I think any mother feels that, especially fathers do too. But mothers, we 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 feel. I don't know. I'm not going to say more. I should say that because I want to get bashed by the fathers. But we all feel that. We all feel yeah. that. We all feel that. Well, quite you know, frankly, my, my my two older sons. Now we we cr- I cried at them, and they know I hurt. I know they hurt. We did the whole. I know my pain's different than yours. But if you need to talk to me, talk to me. Yeah, and this is kind of on the funny note, but it kind of disturbs some people. Last Friday, I was hugging my oldest boy in the bathroom, and uh, Uh because we were packing up stuff, and I told him, I said, "Why didn't he just kill me first? And he goes, "Mom, Uh because it was not about you." And I said, "Well, if you ever go crazy," and he looked at me and says, "If I ever decide, pardon my language, to lose my shit." I'll kill you. That's okay. I use the word. I said, I appreciate that. Uh And my baby boy told me the same thing. He said, I'll just go ahead and kill you first, Mama. That way you ain't got to worry about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sounds like a very close-knit family. Thank God you've got one another. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Are y'all crazy? Yep, I know. It's true. My my oldest son and I, we're the total opposites. And I never thought I'd see the day, but it took 41 years, and it's been very recent since he was in a head-on collision in January, that we've gotten so close. I never thought I'd see this day. I say, I would say, honey, the sky's blue. And he says, first of all, don't call me honey, and it's gray. That's what I yep. dealt with for 41 years. 
And I cried for years, but didn't realize how much he hurt until he broke down a couple months ago after his own accident and told me his feelings and owned up to the rotten things he did to me. And I owned up to things that I did and how I should have maybe done things differently and whatever. You know, it's it's amazing how things come out of this. Good things come out of the bad things. And it's like yeah. part of my his life lessons now and more of my life lessons too. Because I, I was ready to write him off. I said, you know, I, I'm tired of trying. I've got grandkids. I have a granddaughter that's alienated me for over five years. My daughter had two children. They were four and seven when she passed. I was pretty much alienated uh, the past many years. I haven't seen my granddaughter since my son's funeral, February 2011. Uh, long story, I'm not going to go. It's my personal business. But I don't know what I did. They and her yeah. brother, my grandson, he don't know what I did. But, you know, some people just like to take their pain out on others because they can't express it themselves, is all I could think. So I have to be the bigger person and say, Okay, I gotta deal with more crap. <laughs> more shit like you said, plain English. I use the word yeah. too. Yeah. I'm Christian but I use the word. And and I'm like, Why do I have to deal with this too? And I love people say, Oh, we'll make new memories. Do they know for the past how many years? There were no Christmas because my son was too sick and he ended up in the hospital. And since he died, I could care less. And I have another son home who has some issues. And it's like we eat the meal and he goes to his room and I sit in my room and watch TV. How do you make new memories when other people alienate you? How do you make – and they have no idea what my life's like. I mean, a lot of us, we still go on tradition and whatever. I wanted to, but it doesn't always work. So they don't know what it's like for me, you know. I don't know what it's like for you. So people need to stop passing judgment on this stuff, you know. You know, they think well, that I you're, you're supposed to. Well, I believe I told to... you I felt like I was stuck in park in a broke-down vehicle. Yes, in a park, yep, yep. And yep. that's exactly what I feel like. I'm in a broke-down vehicle with nowhere to go, and I'm stuck in park. Yeah. And my kids are right there with me. They understand it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell you. I raised good boys, proper boys. My my son that died, they said that at the concerts when he would work as an usher that he always took the ladies by the hand and bowed and walked them to their seat. My oldest mm-hmm. one looked at me one day and he said, Mom, it should have been me because he had so much more to offer this world. And I said, Son, it doesn't matter which one of you it was. It still would kill me the same. That's it. And, and that's I the problem with the other you. kids. all my favorites. Amen, amen. This is what I tell my other two. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. You're just people look at me like, "Well, you got your other two kids. Ways. Why don't you focus?" People don't realize we do love our other kids. We do do things for them behind the scenes. They don't know our life unless they're here. They're not here. I get that all the time. It's like, "Well, you got go on for your other two. I do. I do. It's like they act like I don't do nothing for them. They have no exactly. idea what I've done. Oh, you know what? People need to get off their high horses and shut the hell up. You know, I'm <laughs> They really do. And... Point blank. I said, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter which one of you. I, I always said if I had to bury a child, they might as well bury me. I love each of you. You're each yeah, my exactly. favorite in a different way. And my Thank baby you. boy, he did something really awesome. My son's girlfriend from high school. Mm-hmm. She was so down. She said, I'm not going to prom. I said, why not? She said, because I was going to ask Jordan to come down here and take me to prom and tell him how much I, I love him and mm-hmm. all that, and I want to get married and be together. But then right before I was going to call him, I got the phone call that he passed away. So mm-hmm. she says, I wouldn't go unless Joseph or Jace takes me. 
and my baby boy says, I will do it. I will take all oh, for Jordan. Oh, wow. And he told and me it, that he while he was dancing to prom. Amen. And oh, he wow. Said, while he was dancing, it. he heard his brother. He said, I even looked around to make sure it was somebody else talking or something. He said, I heard. Good job, buddy. Thank you so much. I'm so proud oh, of you. Oh, you gave me chills. Write it down. Write it down. Write, write it down. You have book. a story yeah. to tell. You've oh, already yes, found you your do. purpose. Two months into it, you found your purpose. You have found your purpose, and it and may not come to I light right you, now. He told me to write you. He told really? Me I, I am I've honored. I've I found you by mistake on on podcast. I guess what? There ain't no mistakes in God's world. There you go. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear this. Go ahead. And uh, I started listening to it. Well, my baby boy was listening to it the other night. We were coming back Uh um, from moving a load. This was uh, because I believe I wrote you like middle of the night, Sunday night, Monday morning. And Mm -hmm. I listened to you all the way from Millington, Tennessee to Clarksville, where I'm at. It's three and a half hours. Wow. And he was listening to it some, too. And he was like, I love this, he said, because you get so sick to mom. If you lose your husband, you're a widow or a widower. If you lose your parents, you're an orphan. What the hell are we? Thank you. He said, nobody ever defines what a parent losing a child is or what a sibling yep. losing a sibling is. He said, that's not fair. It's like we just get thrown away. You know and what? He said, you there's just somebody made... out there that's talking about it. Tammy? You just made my night. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It shows me if nobody else ever listens to my show or just call just because they think it's funny that I'm because I have haters. You know what? You made my night showing me that I'm doing what God wants me to do because it touched you. It touched your other son. It did. Thank you. You brought me something tonight. Thank you, honey. I love you. And and he was when I I love you too. When I got home because I listened to both you and Marsha, and I believe you had somebody else talking. Your friend Pam. The one I listened okay. to, the night, one oh, really? I listened to all the way from, yeah. And y'all were talking okay. about uh, something happened on in your neighborhood, a tragedy. Y'all didn't go into it. Yep. I kept telling her I need yep. to talk to you later. And yep. that's how much I pay attention. Thank and uh, I'm a soaker like my son was. I soak in everything that means mm-hmm. something to me. And when I got home that night, even though it was so late, I looked up your Facebook page. And mm-hmm. I thought, she's not going to accept me. And when you did, that's why I just broke down because I heard Jordan telling me, do it, Mama. You, you, you feel like you're connected to this woman. You need to do this. And uh, I thought, I know wow. from the bottom of my heart, she knows what I'm talking about. And then you wrote me and said, call me Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And you know and the I funny said, thing is no I haven't problem. been. I, I'm going through a lot of stress right now with my move. I won't go into it. I've actually got to move in the next few weeks. It's really kind of stressing and depressing. Um, I'm not going to go into details, but I have gotten to the point where I was about ready to give it up again, and because I haven't been doing shows because I've, I've got so much to do, and I have multiple sclerosis, so things are hard. I'm 62, and I'm like, where do I start first? I got so much to do. And plus, a year after my husband's son died, I got hit with the Hurricane Sandy, and lost everything I owned, mm. and I'm still, I'm like, I've gotten slammed many different ways, okay, and I'm like, now I got to move, and I'm like. Oh, God, I can't. I can't. How can I give to anybody else? I can't even give to me right now. And I'm, I'm saying, God, you know what? I feel this is my purpose, but how much more can I do? And I started feeling like well, there was I'm nothing left to you give. That you got to me. You and Thank Marcia you. Both. 
Aww, thank you sweet. so thank God you bless so you. Much. Because this is... it's the first time since my son died, I have felt like I'm not freaking nuts walking around waiting on every penny I pick up. Which my husband's like, why the hell are you picking up all these damn pennies? Pennies are from heaven. Yeah, pennies so from heaven, money. baby. Yeah. Go, yeah. You know what? I I feel like your son Jordan, right? You said his name's Jordan. Want you to scroll mm-hmm. down that science page as much as you can and read some of the stuff. Every even if it's like a couple things a day, and it's going to uplift you. Okay, seeing some you, of the things I've gotten. You want me to I've make gotten. you feel something what? really strange and special? I took Jace to the doctor because I made them do a chest X-ray just to make sure this wasn't environmental cancer. The right. lung part. Gotcha. And I'm right. picking up his medicine at the Kroger, and I was sitting there in my head talking to myself. You know, I'm already nuts, so what does it matter? And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to sit down one day, and I'm going to write from the moment I found him every, everything mm-hmm. that I went through, and I'm going to call it Why My Child God. Yeah, there you go. See, he told me to tell you, you know, that you need to write a book. You need to help people. I He con- connected you to me because you needed purpose, and you got purpose. And during that purpose, with you writing, you're going to be helping them. You just helped me. You called into the show from to to talk to me, to maybe get comforted. You just comforted me, letting me know that what I'm doing now to heal too is helping it help, it touch one person. And it doesn't matter if it didn't touch a million. It touched one, and that's what. And and there we go. The domino. If I touch one, I touch more. You were yeah. you were touching me right now. You're touching my listeners. You're touching the world on the show. It's all so the it domino effect. It was so weird effect. when you said the book, and I didn't want to say nothing. I was like, "That is so strange." But not that I don't believe in you, because obviously I would have never contacted you if you had not. If I had not felt it from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. I would have been like. <laughs> She's not gonna waste her time on me. Oh, you know? about as straight up as you can get. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. when you look at the <clears> kid, <throat> everybody avoids you. Thank you. Like the plague. Yeah. Didn't I write that yeah. to you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, they avoid. They do, you. and they still do. I the still neighbors go I just, inside. Well, let me tell you something. I just went to one of the the recent deaths. I had a friend of mine, very close friend. I went to the the mm-hmm. after party in, in you know in memory of him after the funeral and donated his body to sign so he wasn't there and people I grew up with a lot of them were very nice other ones snubbed me acted like I didn't exist and I'm and you know what if it was five years ago after my son's death I would have cried and walked out of there and I said you don't know me <laughs> what do you think you're better what do you what is it am I the face of death to you? Am I the grim people think I'm like the grim reaper with all these deaths or something. And I'm thinking, you know what, Peg, let it go. They don't know what they do. And I keep hearing the words from God himself saying uh, or Jesus when he hung on the cross, Father forgive them for they don't know what they do. That's what I hear in my they head when people treat me badly. And you know what? If they don't want if they don't want to hear what you have to say, they don't have to tune in. Thank you. It's not even just tuning in, but seeing me in person. And let me talk about my child like he existed. Uh Then don't freaking call me no more. Exactly. Well, these are people, like I said, you know, they purposely walked away from me. I'm like, what did I do? That's five years ago. I would have said that. Now I said, you know, God, I hear hearing God say, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And that's where I'm at. Because it happened to you, if they have anything to do with you, it'll happen to them next. It doesn't work like that. That that's what I tell people, because I am a I am I am the face of reality. 
what can happen. So when my children had the illness, I didn't expect them to die. So, oh, man, I worked for the foundation for years. I was on Regis and Kathy Lee as because I had worked for the foundation, that you know, Cincinnati Fibrosis Foundation. I was asked to be on their show mm-hmm. and to talk about our story years ago when my daughter was alive. And so I represented something, and I said, oh, no, I'm going to be the one to get the cure. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I still try, even though my kids are dead. In this life, okay, I still work toward it, you know. So I have a toy drive genetic. every year at Christmas. I, yep, toy drive, but I <laughs> but I mean the cure itself. It's not even that. No. It, what yeah. I'm talking about is I still want the cure because um, some of my my two boys that are living could um, we don't know if they're carriers because neither one have children and they haven't gotten tested for the carrier. They didn't have the disease, but they could be carriers and could have children with it too if they have a carrier yeah. mate. Okay, my grandkids, because their mother had it, both my grandkids carry the gene. They can have kids with it, too. This gene keeps going and going like they were energized for bunny, you know, so I have to keep fighting. And even if they didn't, I know firsthand how hard it was, and I want to make people's life a little easier. And like Marsha brought up the toy drives, I know sitting at the hospital on Christmas and not having anything for the kids because it was an expensive illness or you didn't have the money. So I raise toys every year and I bring them to the kids to the hospital. So they have at least something, you know. I do things. Yeah. I take lemons to lemonade, as I call it. My niece used to be my co-host. She used to go, will you stop at the lemons to the lemonade? Well, well, that's what I do. Life's sweet and sour, honey. It is what it is, you know. And this well, is what you're going to be doing. We've got five of his friends from committing suicide because we told really? them all at the at the funeral. We told everybody, please don't let your parents suffer like this or your siblings. If some, if you can't go to them, come to us. Wow. You know, twenty four seven, and we started getting phone calls and stuff. Even though we're dealing with our own son's loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, another Domino thing, second. I want everybody to hear. If somebody loses someone to suicide and they tell you that's a coward's way out, they don't have the balls to do it themselves, and that's why they say that, because it takes a lot of cojones, it takes a lot of willpower, and it takes a lot of faith that you're sick and tired of dealing with your pain to take yourself out that way. Exactly. It does. And there's another misconception, too, is when they say they're going to do it, people say, well, the ones that say they're going to do it, don't do it, don't believe that, because I've known people that say they're going to do it, and they do it. That can happen, yeah. too. That, that can yeah. happen, too. So listen, be aware. It's not always a pity party. You know, they think our lives no. now, because we lost kids, it's a they're pity party. They're trying to get you to help them. Thank you. Right. To cry out like for help. Just the crime yeah. world. <clears throat> yep. Even though my son's yep. was not from mental depression, and it mm-hmm. got validated. I kept telling everybody he wasn't depressed. He was happy. I doubted myself as a mother knowing my child. Yeah, my, yep. my my other two children, we were all asking everybody that he knew that he interacted with. Like, no, there was nothing wrong with him. We even asked the psychology professor at the school that runs the health center. He says, I saw Jordan about two weeks before he died, and I gave him my card and said, Jordan, if you ever need to, he says, no, life is good to me, other than mm-hmm. these headaches. He said, but I'll give you a card to somebody that does. The point is, he still took his own exit out. He did not, you don't commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. commit. You decide to complete the act of suicide. That's something people need to quit saying, too. Thank you. To I commit something that. means yes. you're a criminal. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I, I love it. 
That's a great a complete Tammy, I, you know what? I'd like you to come on the show a few more times, if that's okay with you. Because I think you would be a great help with me and Marsha. What do you think, Marsha? Would, would you like to do that? Oh, yeah. That's, Tammy, you? It, it, that's fine by me. It's helped me a lot tonight. Okay. Well, in turn, but I think I we're going to be helping a lot more. I want people to understand that, though. I want Thank people to you. understand that. If they're saying, I want to hurt myself, they're reaching out to you. And when you turn your mm-hmm. back on them, that makes them more determined to do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, because they feel like nobody cares anyway. This show is about miracles tonight, and you've shown us some miracles, the dream visits, and two months into the grief of the loss of the child, through all your pain, how you're already helping other people, how your son led you to my show, led you to me, you had no clue, you didn't know who Peggy Amanisi was, like, what the hell is that, that? what's up with that name? That's my maiden name. I just put my face in it. Yep, exactly, but there's no... We um, talk about synchronicities. This is a yeah. part of the synchronicities because it, in turn, like I said, you just helped me tonight because I'm about ready. I, sometimes I'm about ready. I'm like, I ain't going to do this no more. I'm sick of it. People treat me like crap. And am I really helping anybody? You just confirmed to me that I helped somebody. Thank you. Thank you, which is going to help other, somebody thank else. Thank you for helping me because, you know, there's not really that many support groups out there. Well, and, there's and a lot of support groups, website. but a lot of them do some kind of I'm not going to go into it. There's a lot of stuff going I, on. I tell you one on Facebook that has really helped me too, and it's called Solos. Okay. It's survived ones of loved ones lost of of loved ones lost to suicide. It's Solos. And oh, wonderful! It's fabulous. It has a lot of quotes in there that, and you know mm-hmm. what? I don't really truly. And this is the first time I've said this out loud. I don't give a mm-hmm. shit if they like what I post on Facebook about losing my nope. son anymore. Delete me. That's why they have a button. Well, if you could go through, scroll through my pages, you'll see me saying that every other day. <laughs> I mean, really. If you don't like it, delete me. If you can't handle my, you didn't care for me anyway, if you can't yep. share my grief with me. Well, you because know what? Most of the people on you, Facebook are stalkers. Most of them are haters. They go on just to be nosy. And I, I pulled something last night. I saw somebody put something up about, oh, I'm getting married June 17th, blah, 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 blah. I posted it. And if you read to the bottom, it's like, hi, this is just a test to see who reads my page. I got people yeah. congratulating me doing this. More people <laughs> than went on my death anniversary saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of you. More people were worried about me getting married. That ain't happening. <laughs> I laughed and I well, said, I, so I, I made an image, and I said, psych, basically, thanks. I said, don't you feel stupid, basically, because you don't, caught out there. Caught out there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't read I, what I write. I didn't have, I, I had quit having faith in people, you know. You what? And when my son died, I had quit having faith in other people. You know, every right. time oh, I did, say my Kim, son Kim, died, I just got to put you on hold one second. Uh, producers sure. in my ear right now. Hold on a minute. Uh, okay. We're down to the last minute of the show. If you're on the phone lines, call in quick. If you're not, three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. The show can continue on a little bit past, but only if you're on the phone lines, not on the internet. So call in now if you want to hear the rest of the show or wait and for the, the archives. To get in the and here's the one cue if you want to talk to us. Okay, I just had to get that out. All right, so go ahead. It's going to go off the air in 30 seconds. So, But we'll still be okay. talking. They'll still well, hear us if they call in. Go ahead. I'll finish I, I your story. I have faith in, in people because when he died, the funeral home wanted like $6,200 up front, which we didn't have. So mm-hmm. we posted a GoFundMe page, raised mm-hmm. that in two days. 
that he went to high school with raised $654 in one day. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of long I wish there was one around then because I lost husband and son with no life insurance. It cost me close $17,000. I still owe money. I'm still paying on it. There were no GoFundMes back then, but I'm going to tell you something about that, too. I had... Put one up for my son in the accident. There's, he's in North Carolina. There's no no fault. He's mm-hmm. going through. He's going to have surgery now, and, and a lot of stuff going on. I put one up for him. We only raised a few hundred, and then we got bashed by somebody that um that donated to it. <laughs> so people can go either way with your GoFundMe pages. You know, I I got like um, stabbed in the back a little more with it. You know, when I'm not one to to ask for anything. You know, the I. I'm not one, okay. And the one time I do ask, I got kicked in the I got kicked in the ass for it. So, yeah, <laughs> so you were fortunate. I, it, I was, and I was like, "Thank you, Jordan," because I went to close out his little bank account. I said, "Okay, it's only got eighty bucks in it." Mm-hmm. She didn't give me no problem because it was in his hometown. She knew it, knew him all his life. She goes, "How right. would you like this money back, Miss Tammy?" I said, well, "It's only eighty something dollars." She goes, no, mm-hmm. ma'am, there's $3,089 in that. So well, what has the little Jew been doing? <laughs> oh, you know? my God. Okay. That's so cute. <laughs> and it was the music department where he got his scholarship had put the rest of his scholarship money in that bank account to help pay for Oh, that's account. beautiful. That is absolutely oh, wow. beautiful. That goes I in was the like, You oh are so God. lucky. Oh, yeah. that's so gorgeous. I, I love that. I told my husband when we... When we get moved back to our hometown, we need to try to, even if nobody shows up, let's at least try to have a support group started for parents and siblings and spouses and children of those lost of suicide. I said, because you know what, sweetheart? You you're on the road somebody. to recovery. You're on the road to recovery. Just, And I have a feeling when you reached out to me the other night, and like I said, it was like in the middle of the night, and I'm not always up. Sometimes I am, sometimes not. Sometimes I'm in bed 7 o'clock. Sometimes I don't go to bed to three, you know. There was a reason for mm-hmm. me to see that when I did the other night. And uh, in turn, you've helped me, you've helped listeners, you've helped other people, and you're on the road already. You're on the road again. You are. I'm, I'm so not, proud of you, Tammy. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm not on Facebook right now, I just hope right my now, son dude. is proud. <laughs> oh, of course he is. Oh, of course he is. He's the one who sent you. He's sending you. He's sending you those pennies from heaven. Keep looking for the signs. He's he's got your back. He's got your back. Marsha's going through stuff right now herself, but we won't disclose. But she's not on Facebook at the moment because of her own personal stuff, and she doesn't need to disclose. Yeah. But um, you know what? We're here for you. We're here for you. And, and I love uh, y'all because yeah, listen. Just listening to the archived ones. I kept thinking, if I talk to these two, I will feel like if some part of me has returned. Oh, I hope it has happened. I oh, hope it yeah. has. And and you Aww. have a way forward. You do. Um, yep. You do, uh, and you are doing a great job. I'm sure Jordan is very proud of you because I want to tell you, as you've been talking, mm-hmm. I've gotten, um, I'm getting chills. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I've had chills the whole show. Yep. He's um he sent you hugs. I've gotten a white light with a circle. Mm-hmm. He, that means a hug. He's sending you hugs, and I've also got blue lights just sprinkled all around, which means healing. Okay, he's sending you hugs. That's his favorite and color. <laughs> well, color. this is wonderful. I'm so proud of you, Tammy. I really am. I'm so proud of you, and so is he. And he's saying it. I'm so proud of you. 
you're on the right path. And like Marcia said, you got a ways to go because you're going to have, you're going to be on that, that merry-go-round. And not merry-go-round, what do you call it? Roller coaster. You're going to be up one day, down one day. I have some real shitty days and I have some real okay days. Hey, guess what, honey? I still have some real shitty days. (laughs) People think I'm, some people think I'm totally nuts. Other people think I'm all together, but, huh? There are days I wake up and I'm disappointed. I wake up and then I remember, oh, you got two more. Get up. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. That's what you got to do. I know I do the same thing. Sometimes I wake up the same way and I'm like, ugh, I don't even want to face it anymore. I still get days like that, but I'm like, okay, get yourself moving. And then the legs don't work because I got the MS and I'm like, I have to, it takes me an hour to get in and out of the tub, you know, and I'm like, is there going to be a day that I can't MS, even do so this? I feel for you. Oh, God, it's terrible. Oh. But you know what? I don't let it get me down. I can't walk, but I can talk. <laughs> Sometimes I mix my words up. <laughs> but you know what? One thing you'll notice about my show, I'm about no BS, honey. I say it like it is. I call myself Howard Sternett because I do say it like it is. Words slip out <laughs> once in a while. I'm real. I'm not fake, you know. I'm not going to sit there with this pretense like, la da look at me. I'm Sandra Day. I got a radio show. Whoopie, too. Who cares? <laughs> I care about people I'm helping. I'm not caring about the glory. I'm glad that I can help you. I, you made my night with that. It's like, okay, so kick yourself in the butt again, Peg, and don't keep thinking like, well, should I just shut the show down? Is it really worth it? I felt like that on today with the um, that wedding thing, that my fake wedding, thinking – all the poems you write and all the things you write from your heart. And I don't claim to be the greatest writer, but I do it from my heart. Like Marcia says, you do it from your heart. Mm-hmm. I do, to give people yeah. something to think about. Okay? And they're not even reading it. They're not, but they're reading that I'm getting married because they're like, I'm sure the whole town has got my um, my wedding all over town right now. That's not happening because I put something up because they yeah. didn't read the whole thing. Fools, you know, it's like caught out there. I'm like, that made me, it was like, you know, it wasn't like screwing with people. It's like, I thought it was funny when somebody else posted. I said, let me try this. Boy, uh, the response, yeah. congratulations, good for you. I'm proud. I'm like, go back and read it, will you? <laughs> don't, right. don't bring gifts to the wedding, but if you bring the groom, then I can really do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is wrong I with I got people? another message. They like to gossip. Yeah, that's the bottom line. And it's kind of like not a test to be mean or whatever, but just sometimes you you, you wonder, is anybody really listening? And you proved tonight someone was listening. Yeah. Someone was Amen. being helped. Thank you for that. So you, you yeah. your Jordan has also brought me something tonight. God bless you, Jordan. Yes. God bless you. All of us, all of us, yeah. Yeah. You, know, it's like, you had another message? I did. That was? And I, you know, sometimes you get a message and you don't know whether or not to say it because mm-hmm. you don't want to upset I'm somebody. Already, you know what? I'm already <laughs> but you're already in the depths upset. of hell of depression. So. <laughs> but I got a, a giant white light as uh, affirmation. When you wake up, I, I understand. You you open your eyes. Sleep is uh, about your only refuge. You mm-hmm. you wake up. You open your eyes, and boom, it hits you. What would Jordan want for you? That's what he told me. And then I got a great big bright light after I was like, well, should I say it? And it's a great big bright light. Like he's pushing me. Tell her, mm-hmm. what would, tell mom, what would I want mm-hmm. for her? 
So then that's how I try to do every day. I try to think, what would he want me to do? Because honestly, there, I'm not going to lie to you. There are almost at least once a day, I'm like, God, please take me now. I tried to mm-hmm. bargain with God. I said, God, just there. take me, bring him back. I even told Satan, and I'm not, I was raised in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I'll give you my soul, and you let me, my kid, come back and finish his life. You can take me now. I'd rather spend my life in eternity so he can finish his life here. And my husband's no. like, what is wrong with you? I said, I love my children that much. I'd rather yep. spend the rest of my time in hell so they can be here on earth and finish their life. Well, you know what? You're already spending your time in hell tormenting yourself with this. Okay? Exactly. Jordan doesn't want that for you. He wants, mm-hmm. he's walking in the light. He wants you in the light. I'm not here to preach, okay? I don't preach to nobody. I say it like it is. Just believe and have faith, okay, that you have a job to do now. And you look like you're – I can't believe it. You're two months into it, and you're already doing good things. I mean, you're an amazing woman. You are an amazing woman. Be proud of that. He is proud of you, okay? Be proud that you can do this. And he's he's backing you. He's working from they you know, people think that when we're on the other side we just sit around and float. <laughs> I used to think that too. It's like, ugh. Who don't want to sit around and float on a cloud all day? I had to laugh. My daddy worked for the church fifty years and right before he died I've told the story a million times. He's sitting on his deck and he knew he was dying and this is before I lost my children and he says to me, um, what do you think it's going to be like over there? Because we used to call him Shaky Juice. He could never sit still. He was a workaholic. And I started mm-hmm. saying things to him. I said, you're going to do the same thing there that you do here. It's just, you know, our bodies are equipped to do different things. That's why we have our body. We started as a soul. We're still our souls. We just have extra heavy equipment going on here. <laughs> they work over there. They they play over there. They go... There's movies. There's everything you got here. It's, it's a mirror image. They do everything that we do here, pretty much, you know. Um, even more, even more things that maybe we don't even realize about, you know. So just, I just tell you, have faith. Just believe. Just believe. He's already showing you signs, uh, honey. You know, right, Tammy? You've seen him already. You, you've heard the voice. Oh, you've yeah. had the dreams. Your son has had things. Yeah. Yeah, he's telling me right now there's a song. Was he a country fan, a country western fan, or hated it? He liked, he loved country westerns. Okay, okay. There is a song. Let me see if I can get it, and let's see if it's a validation. Um, Oh, what's up with Willie Nelson with him? That's kind of weird because he was kind of young. Did he like Willie Nelson? Uh, He he liked one of his songs, and it was. You were always on my mind. Ah. Oh, oh wow. let me tell you something. Okay, that's well, that's big. what he's going to be. And i got to tell you something. There, I talk about myself being synchronicity. My husband wasn't a big one. He wasn't one to tell you I love you. I would do something, and he would say to me, like, that's why I love you, Peggy. You never would say, oh, I love you, darling. He was in a mush, okay? The mm-hmm. one and only time. This is thank you, Jordan, because you just gave me a sign from my husband. That was our song. <laughs> My husband one day turned to me, and it touched me. He said to me, listen to this song, Peck. He never in his life ever said anything again about it or anything like this. He says, that song he picked, you were always – he goes, this is the way I think about you and the kids. So you just gave me something again, and thank you, Jordan. But he was telling me, Willie Nelson, tell her the Willie Nelson song. But he did like that song, You Were Always On My Mind. Yeah. 
because he, he's like me. He wasn't a big Willie Nelson fan, but I like that right. song, too. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what I was saying. Actually, is he a fan or isn't he a fan? But he's telling me a Willie Nelson song. He loved country yep. music, no doubt. Right. But right. He, the song of Willie Nelson's that he always liked, and the same one of me the same way, was You Are Always On My Mind. Well, and here you go. That's your validation. There, okay. There's um. There's also something that I don't know if he'll give you any sign about. Well, don't but tell me. Don't tell me song. what it is, but go ahead. It's something he, in the song? He sang a song at my birthday. I, my birthday is so close to Christmas that I never had a birthday party. So this year they threw me a big birthday party in January. He when's your birthday? What's your, what's your date? I want to see the synchronicity. When's your birthday? That's January where my husband's, my husband's January 1st. So, okay, there's another synchronicity there with the Willie Nelson in this. See, this is how I kind of do things sometimes. Okay, but they threw you a big party in January? It's a big, like a, tw- a roaring 20s, and my son loves the Great Gatsby. Really? And he wore his choir tuxedo. I buried him in that tuxedo. Wow. And he wow. sang a song to me. And I sing it when I do my when I sing karaoke and I do my DJ. Oh, I, I do karaoke I too. Song. I just went. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a big synchronicity. Okay. And okay, it's yeah. I, actually, I I'm uh, known as the karaoke queen around here, and I just went. My mm-hmm. May is my daughter, my mother, sister, everybody's death day. A lot of them. Okay. On my daughter's mm-hmm. 14th uh, anniversary, I went to karaoke with her best friend. It was amazing. I had the greatest time I've had in years. And I'm gonna see if I can pick up on this song. One of my songs, and you said Great Gatsby. I'm a, I love the '40s music, and I was born in the '50s. So, but mm-hmm. why am I hearing the song? I don't even know if it's related to this, but Hey Big Spender. <laughs> oh yeah, he liked that song because... because that's one of the songs I do, and people, I bring down the house with it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but he he's telling me the song Hey Big Spender, spend a little time with me. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I do my little Marilyn Monroe thing when I do it with my Sylvia Brown voice. Uh, so, <laughs> he's telling me that. Um, and I'm also hearing the song Going to the Ritz. What does that mean? Oh, I sang that song in college. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, he's giving, he's throwing music at me. In college. Okay, going to the Ritz, and ironically, there's a bar in town that they just closed. Friends of mine that owned, they died. Their last name was Ritz, and it was the name of their bar. So it was really, I'm hearing, going to the Ritz, hey, big spender, Willie Nelson. So you know he's with us. Um, I don't know if and I can pick up on exactly. To me. Well, that's what I'm trying to it, get. It, I can't ask them. They have to come to me and tell me. So remember, I don't ask them. Okay, let's see if it, come on, Jordan, give me the song. The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. Um, okay, hold on a second. I'm meditating a little bit. Not saying I'm going to get it, because they want to give me what they want to give me. Um, oh, gosh. Why is he showing me Joel Gray in um, Life is a Cabaret, oh, boy. Oh, my friend. Why is he showing that? I'm not saying that's a song. All that jazz, yeah. I can tell you why. Okay. Because one of the the song he sang me mm-hmm. was one of the songs in the movie, and they were always throwing the big cabaret party. And the song he sang to me was, Will You Still Love Me When I'm No Longer Young and Beautiful. 
So I was got it to you in a roundabout way. Yeah. Oh, you! My whole and body's one a, big chill. It's <laughs> a gorgeous song, and he sang that to me. And for some reason, I videotaped everything. Didn't videotape that damn party. So I kicked myself in the butt all the time. Oh my god! So I, well, did you see how they validate? He didn't give me the X song, but he gave me something. All that jazz. That would. Oh, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah he showed me Joe Ray. Brought it all together, all three. Yeah, they're at a big I said party. We, we all three brought it together. Yeah. That's amazing. A circle. <laughs> wow. Now, tell me one thing. Like I said, we're off the air, but people can still hear us in the archives. And they had called mm-hmm. in, and I didn't see any new calls, so they can hear it in the archives. So it's just us girls. Um, you say, are you a DJ on the radio, you said? I, I'm a karaoke um, DJ at a little bar. I didn't okay. for like 20 years while I was raising kids. And last uh-huh. spring, while he was a senior in high school, I said, I'm going to go to the karaoke bar over here because I've never been. And I started singing there. Well, he came a couple of times because he's, he was underage. They still let him come in. He is my son. Right. Yep. And um, he loved it. And we only performed Do you do Janis Joplin at all? Do you do Janis Joplin? No, but... I, I have a friend that loves Shannon Shoplin, and one of my favorite songs she sings is Me and Bobby McGee. Bobby McGee. Oh, well, yeah. I have to tell you something right now. I am a Janis Joplin sound-alike, okay? And mm-hmm. when I have had people at karaoke, because I really am, and it's not an ego thing, it's reality, I've been called the karaoke queen <laughs> in my area in New York, okay? People Another knew me. I was a junkie. Six days a week, and I hadn't been in a while. I just went, and the guy running the show was a friend of my late daughter's. It was really strange night. Make a long story short, but I've known for my Janice Joplin, Bobby McGee. Okay, I sing it just like her. I, I do that. I also do White Rabbit. Never did a drug in my life, and that was great slick. I got that sound. I mean, you can't tell by my talking voice, but I can sing it, let me tell you. And I got feeling that with the Bobby McGee. And I don't know why I'm feeling this right now. He's why what message he's got in this bus of flat man who's waiting waiting for the train. Was, do you have a train that runs by your house? What's I, up with the trains? What's up, what's up with the trains with Jordan? Was he fascinated by trains? Do you, trains around the Christmas tree? Something's going on with he trains. He asked with me last summer before we moved up here, right before we moved up here. And it was mm-hmm. weird because I'd never told him that. He okay. said, Mom, have you ever just wanted to jump on a box car on a train and just ride until it stops? I said, hell yeah. I wanted to in college, and my roommate said, that's stupid. But I always wanted to do it, Jordan. He said, See, I that's want to a get validation. on a train like a hobo and ride. Well, I'm going to tell you wow. something. That's what he, he just led me to the karaoke, my Bobby McGee. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking the words, but what? Uh, waiting for the train. And he says, that's it. Tell her the train. She knows what I'm talking about. He's with us. I did. <laughs> there you go. I mean, because it was so funny. I'd never told them that. Because when I was in college, I looked at my roommate and I said, let's get on a boxcar on the train and just ride till it stops. She goes, that's stupid. There's serial killers out here. I was like, I ain't nobody oh. to kill us on that train. <laughs> that's so great. When he that's came great. To me, he goes, hey, Mom. I said, what? And he sometimes called me Lola or Sexy Beast. That's just what he did. But oh, you're he really? He mom. Yeah. He well, me there's Lola another synchronicity. 
when I used to drink, my late friend, <clears throat> I think she just came through through you, believe it or not. When I would wear a certain dress, and I'd be drinking the White Russians back in the day, going to karaoke, and they didn't call me Lola. She called me Lolita. She goes, oh, no, Lolita's coming out tonight. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so they're all coming through, and it, this is crazy. I love when this happens. This is the synchronicity of it, because they all start coming through at once. And I miss my dear friend. She used to make me laugh so much, you know. And and she used to call me Lolita. She goes, oh, God, she's got and the see, dress Jordan, on tonight. Jordan was a lot like, he was one of the type of people, he would help anybody. So she's probably like, hey, while they're on the phone, can you send this message? She's like, sure. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. They, they're good like sure. that. They're good like that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She After she died a year ago, my friend, I, I've lost two very best friends in 11 months. I mean, I've lost a lot of people, a lot of friends in the past few years, but two very mm-hmm. best friends in, in less than 11 months. And she was one of the very few that made me belly laugh. She was hysterical, gorgeous girl, gorgeous girl, younger, but a really good friend. And it was crazy. We we were really Thelma and Louise. I mean, I could tell you stories. That could be a whole other book. It was crazy. But anyhow, she, from the time she died, and I actually, my fifth book is called um, Our Soul Has a Job to Do. It's going to be, that story is going to be in that book. It's crazy how, I can't even go into it right now. It's an amazing story, okay? It's not to get people to buy books, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a crazy story. Well, anyhow, right after she died, she started coming to me in many ways for other people, people I didn't even know. And she's she was a glamour queen. She was the one with the Gucci this and the and I'm Walmart. Give, give me a, a handbag for ten bucks and Walmart. Amen. Let's go. Okay, well, but she was in. Oh, she she was she was into the five hundred dollar pocketbook. She was always glamour. Well, she's telling people that are coming to me. Tell her she she was going to make me her little doll, which she always did, fixing the hair and doing this. And tell her to go out and buy. And she was from Brooklyn, and so she had that real. I'm a, I'm a Westchester County girl, so I'm not New York City. I'm north of New York, mm-hmm. like thirty forty miles. But she grew up in the city pretty much, and she had the big thick accent. She tell her to get the scarves and tell her to do this, and she's got to do this, and she's got to get the big ear. And she's got to go out and she's got to put the makeup on. And she, this is how she talked, right? Now, these are people God. coming to me that didn't even know her. And I'm like, tell her to leave me alone. I am not her baby doll. She's not dressing me up from the other side now. <laughs> I'm happy to go out with sweats on, no makeup. I don't care. I'm just Peg. Peg's Peg. You know, <laughs> like me or lump. Don't well. you know? I'm gonna say like me or lump me, but that wouldn't sound good. <laughs> I'm real. I'm real. But it's funny that that she should come through through Jordan. He let her come through. It's like move over there, kid. He would do that. Move over, Mister. You know. <laughs> He's probably saying, "Okay, I'm um, gonna bring you through." Thank you. Thank you. Well, That's, the thing I love about the show train tonight. was just so funny because. I had never, I'd always talked about my college experience and stuff, but um, I had never told him about that because, you know, she made such a big deal. I thought, okay, this is just stupid. I'm not going to tell my kids about that, you know. Mm-hmm. It sounded like some people would not tell their kids they ever tried pot, but which I'd never right, done. Right, exactly. Like, now it's, a, now it's the best drug in the world. <laughs> I, I, I swear. I even said to my husband, who's such a good kid, I wish he'd have got high, drunk, or something. Before he <laughs> but he never did anything wrong, you know. And yeah. uh, but it's your so son was funny. Si- your son was psychic. Your, your, your son was psychic, you know. I know, and you know, okay, my husband laughs at me because he and I both 
could see or hear things. And yeah. it would scare the hell out of my husband. And he told yeah. my husband one time, "There's the man that lives in the bathroom is weird, Dad. So my husband would shut the bathroom door going, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I know. I was feeling. I was already feeling the psychic. He's telling me, tell her, you know, I was psychic. Yep. Yeah, and that's probably why he led you to me because he knew that I was. You know, besides going through the loss of kids, he, you know, he, he says, tell her, yeah, I was psychic. You know, and he's kind of laughing. Did he have kind of a funny laugh, your son, like through the nose? He had like a what I just did? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, because he, he just did this thing like. <clears throat> Like that through the nose to me. Tell her I was psychic. Yeah. Psych, he's going. Yeah. That's what he just did to me. He's such a pretty (laughs) (laughs) He's a funny kid. Uh, He's a funny kid. You know what? You got lots of love uh, from him over there. He's quirky. He was my quirky kid. Was he? Yeah. Because he was psychic. Let me ask you something. Is there anything about Shrek? Shrek. Um, I've seen the image when you said that. No. Um... He has given me a, a synchronicity with my daughter, though, something about Barney, because my daughter used to tell my grandkids, because I like purple, that mm-hmm. they used to call me Grape Ape. Why is he showing me, not Shrek, but Barney, he's showing me the cartoon Barney. What does that got to do with anything? The purple. Uh, my, I, the purple, he wanted a purple rose on his tuxedo for prom. But they didn't oh. have any purple roses. And two about a month ago, two weeks to a month ago, I put two dozen uh, purple roses on his grave. Oh, that was the color of the rose. That's why he was showing me purple. Oh. Mm-hmm. See how it leads? Nothing about Shrek, but it went to Barney to purple because I love purple, and my daughter called me Great Babe. Yeah, she, my, my grandkids for the first few years of life thought my name was um, uh, uh, Great Babe. They call me a couple other things too. <laughs> the reason I was, uh, yeah, and the reason I was asking about the Shrek is because yeah. he actually got a scholarship from a private foundation for being Shrek in the when he was a senior in high school. Really? And he was so we're putting that on his tombstone, part of his tombstone. Oh wow! Forever our Shrek. Yeah, I might have picked it up, but he let me see. That's what I'm saying. They're, they validate in the weirdest ways, but like I said, it went from that to the to Barney to purple, and the purple thing. I mean, not many guys ask for a purple flower for a, you know for. A That's what he wanted. So I had to deal with a white rose with a purple ribbon. So okay. when I went because this sounds weird. I'm, I don't have money. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't either. Rich people. I'm very <laughs> poor. But yep. ever since he died. When I go down there, before I leave, I mm-hmm. take fresh flowers because my theory is my son was too good for fake flowers. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I eat a, a, a piece of paper for supper, I've taken him flowers. And I right. walked in there and I saw the purple roses and my mind wouldn't let me go anywhere else. I said, he's got to have the Wow. Purple. Wow. Well, that's a very, very big validation. What do you think, Marcia? Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That is amazing. And yep. it just, I, I knew when you said the Barney with the purple, I was like, oh, he wanted me to tell you about the purple flowers. Exactly. The purple roses. Well, listen, sweetheart. Which are hard we, to find. We, 
Well, that's what I'm saying. And boys don't usually like purple. It's kind of like they think it's a girly thing, but it's he liked purple. So that's mm-hmm. a great validation. Great validation. He, you well, know, thank I, you all I so gotta, much for talking. To I got to end the show because we are getting to the end of even this part of it. Um, and they're going to let me go so far, and then it'll be archived. But I will send you. Um, <clears throat> just go to the show in about a half an hour, and you can hear the whole show back in its entirety. And I'd like okay. you to come on again. I don't know when I'm going to do the next one because the movie's coming up in a few weeks, and <clears throat> I'll I'll keep you posted when the spirit moves me. I've been doing them like I used to do them every Tuesday, but until until after the move, I won't be too consistent with them because um, I got to worry about Peg right now and getting Peg to where she's got to go. Okay. I understand. But, um, yeah, and maybe really that's why we've out. had so much time together tonight because he thought he was letting me know. Okay, Mom, I'm letting you soak it in because it might be a little while. Because what? You know, it might be a little while before you can talk to her again. So he's giving me all exactly. this time tonight to talk to you. Exactly. And and we had problems yeah. in the beginning, and that's the devil trying to stop us. But he, he ain't stopping us. You know, I was having things coming up on my screen. I'm like, oh, I can't get into my show. Then I, I ended up laying down to rest for a little bit. And then Marsha called and woke me up because I was getting frustrated. I thought I'd be awake. Mm-hmm. And then... Then I couldn't get back into. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but you know what? We did it, and we did good. We did good, and we, I think we're going to help people. You reinforce that, and God bless you. I, and I really want you back on too. And Marsha, thank you again, Marsha. You there? We lose Marsha. I think we lost Marsha. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Let well, me let her screen. know I love her. Oh no, she's actually she's still on there. She's still it's the screen showing that she's still on. Marcia, you there? Okay. I'll call her personally, see what's going on. Well, anyhow, sweetheart, uh, I'll get in contact with you, okay? And uh, okay. I keep love doing y'all. what you're doing. Thank y'all so I love you much. too. And thank you, and thank you, Jordan. He's a great kid, and he's still a great kid, <laughs> and he's going to be watching out for you, and he's going to be with you every step of the way. You, you'll see. You'll see. He okay. wants you to smile. He's you. showing me smiley faces. What's up with the smiley faces with him? He, he that's he what likes- he'd always do. Oh, the smiley faces? He, okay. he would he would smile at everybody, and he'd say, you know, there's no sense, you know, just smile through it. Wow. Well, that's what he's showing me. So we're going to end this show. Signed our loved ones, send us. God bless you, Tammy. God bless Jordan. God bless, bless you, Marcia. God bless everybody out there. And I want you back on the show. I think you're going to be quite a help to us. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you. I love y'all. I love you too, Tammy. Thank you for calling. Marcia, I'll right. call you. Thank right. you. God bless. All right. Okay. Good night now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.